This is the 2TM News Podcast with Jack Howard and Tim Coates. Thanks to Supersteel. If it's happened in the news over the last week, you'll hear Jack and Tim discuss it right here on the 2TM News Podcast. Thanks to Supersteel Tamworth, providing quality steel products, excellent customer service, along with cutting, bundling and prompt delivery. There's steel and then there's Supersteel. Hello and welcome to another episode of the 2TM News Podcast. I'm Jack Howard and across the desk looking as wonderful as ever, it's the lovely Tim Coates. Good afternoon, Tim. Thanks, Jack. I've just had my hair done. What do you reckon? I reckon it's perfect for the festive season. And speaking of the festive season, we had a great chat last week about all things retail. And we're kind of building off that conversation this week, Tim. Yeah, look, we thought we'd take it in a similar direction because it's not just about retail. There's a lot of businesses hurting through this drought. And when you look at what's being done in all the packages to date, they may or may not be addressing wider uh, businesses in the community and maybe not working through peak groups in local communities like the business chamber. So we thought we'd drag into the studio uh, Sam Rains, a new Executive Officer of Tamworth Business Chamber. G'day, mate. Thank you very much for having me, Tim. And James Wallace, um, who has a strong background in finance, but is now the owner-operator of Northwest Chemicals. How are you? I'm well, thanks, Tim and Jack. Thanks for having me. So uh, we've got some intelligence in the room, and we've got Sam as well. So, <laughs> you know, like, we'll move, up, we'll move from Just there. fill the holes. Yeah, yeah, like, it's good. <laughs> Guys, um, what do you think? There's a news story the other day uh, that came across my radar. I'm sure you've seen it. Guadishai Council put away some money, about $400,000, to employ locally some some people off the land doing worthwhile projects uh, in addition to their normal operating budget so it's not coming from anywhere else Mm. it's not taking jobs away from their current workforce but trying to stimulate that economy to keep something happening in the main street and other businesses in their shire good idea bad idea Oh, I think anything they can do at the moment is a great idea. Obviously, we're in extremely tough times and everyone's feeling it. So there are plenty of holes to be filled and plenty of opportunities that can be utilised. We've got some outstanding campaigns that are being started up across the state to help our farmers and our local communities, but every little bit helps. So I think it's a great initiative and a great idea that they're coming up with there. And, and I think anything that can be done and will be done is, is only a positive in tough times like this. James? Yeah, absolutely. You know, fresh money, new actor. Well, presumably what they're going to do is bring forward projects that they've had on their list to do, um, get it done now whilst there's not that usual money uh, kicking around the town, get people busy, bring money back, fresh money into town and get businesses rolling. It feels like a better stimulus package idea in the sense that it also gives people something to do in their day-to-day activities. And we know that something a lot of media organisations and people have been aware of is the mental well-being in times like this. But to do something like the stimulus package and make sure the economy is rolling yeah. whilst also giving people things to do and make them feel valued if they are just sitting there watching grass not grow I think mm. it's a great move as well so that's a good thing yeah and, and, and I see that as the start of this conversation we're going to have today you know like we've had the consider local support local Sam at Tamworth Business Chambers doing you know tagline's been there for ages second year of running great initiative well done to Chamber for doing that but that's business to customers basically yeah, yeah. we then had the buy from the bush and variations of that we've seen in the, in the recent past the last month and that's customers to businesses c2b what about locally b2b business to business i mean james maybe the one to comment is it easy are we supporting ourselves in this environment are our local businesses buying from other local businesses where they can well, the answer is yes and no. Um, so, yeah, the, this, the initiative of buying from the bush is is a fantastic one, and I, you know, you, you can see and hear stories about 
just how brilliant it has been, the interaction between city people and country people, buying from the bush, finding the service so much better than they are experiencing at home, but getting the products that they want at the right price. Everything is, uh, you know, ticking all the boxes in that sense. Um, where I come from is, uh, is is there are certain businesses in town or locally here in Tamworth, um, if we use here as the, as the current example, where my frustration is that we're not supporting the people who buy in the bush are not or who live in the bush are not buying from the bush at all. They're going to the major centres, they're buying from multinationals, bypassing um, the local supplier who could easily fit and, and supply where needed, um, provide an excellent service, provide exactly the same product, but quite deliberately, um, and, and I would, well, I can clearly say that, that by design are excluded, um, particularly where you've got a, a, a larger business where there might be some form of state or, or national presence, um, and and more particularly, or but equally, at, at state and perhaps local or even federal government levels. Yeah, it's something we've experienced. I think New South Wales Chamber ran with one program three, four, five years ago, something like that, and Tamworth Chamber picked it up. Tamworth Council signed onto it, which was encouraging council uh, specifically to deal with local businesses. And I guess that's my angle here: is should we be looking at the larger business in town, whether that's the, the BAE situation? I know that changes on the first of January. I get that, but the larger employers like Tees, uh, whether it's um, any of the larger abattoirs, whether it's uh, Bayard, it doesn't really matter, and council to consider ten percent even of their purchases in that environment locally. Yeah, and I think it, it all does start with a conversation. You hear that term so often used, but when times are extremely tough like this, your first reaction is to, okay, well, how do I save pennies here? How do I save my bottom dollar? Whereas we need to, to sort of start that conversation and help people understand that while you may be spending a bit more, if you're spending it locally, there is that flow-on effect and it will come back eventually. So if we are encouraging people to think around that topic and think look if I do spend a little bit more here it'll help people and it will come back to me I think that's only only going to have benefits and we just need to start that conversation and help people understand that 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 is an option. Sam you talk just quickly jumping in there you're talking about maybe not thinking short term but yep. more long term yep. is it an extremely difficult thing to do at the moment though to try and think long term when so many people are just trying to get through today and tomorrow? Yeah I think people are stuck in that mindset and I think that's the problem you, you find that everywhere and, and it's not just drought related but I think if we can start that conversation and hit the right avenues and explain to people look I understand it's tough but let's think bigger picture then I think surely we can you know as you were saying 10% it's not a big change to them but it can have huge effects here at home look and I don't know what the budget is we'll pick the average business they might spend $100,000 on product A if they kept 10000 of that locally um, the multiplier effect of that $10,000 may be about 1.8 to 2.2 times. Um, so all of a sudden it's 18 to $22,000. It's a significant change, mm. you know, and that's the difference. And that's, I guess, is it something that maybe in your new role that it needs to be, I'm not trying to wedge it, it's just a question. Um, is it something that needs to be championed and considered? I, I commend them on the on what's happening at the retail aspect at the moment, yep. but there's a wider footprint that needs to be looked at. Yeah, and of course there is, and, and things are extremely tough so we need to do all we can I'm I'm two weeks into the job so I'm still trying to find my feet but that you is you should certainly be right by now mate. Yeah. <laughs> I will say you've landed pretty nicely if you're landing in the 2TM studio let's just say that <laughs> 
But Jamie, but, yeah. what, what kind of you know you you've been in the finance industry? I mean, uh, your credentials are well known to a lot of people. Uh, if we could get a significant chunk, say ten percent of that spent locally, what kind of an impact do you project that as? The impact would be massive um, if you considered the sort of spending that occurs within this district at the um, federal, state, local, government levels. If you so, uh, my my point though would be. Can they spend that ten percent? It's only probably would, a stroke of a pen. I, it is. It could potentially be, but I would. Uh, what I can tell you, my experience is that you are that we on a local level are completely locked out of these arrangements, um, to the point where, for example, um, locally, if I said the local council, uh, they are under contract with a multinational uh, company for the next well, for a three year period whereby if someone was to if I had a product product A that is absolutely something that is needed by the council um, I w- could potentially have it in stock I would be able to sell it to them for less an identical product if they were to buy it from me the person who bought it would probably lose their job <laughs> because they are under contract to receive that product from a multinational that would distribute that product from Sydney or Melbourne. Yeah, so we need to look at the way we're doing. I mean, we're in extraordinary times. Let's let's just put it yeah. into context. Yeah? yeah, things have changed significantly, probably to when that contract was signed. I don't know, and mm. we're not going to talk absolute specifics. We'll talk more the generics of it. But if people now need to take a, a step back and go, okay, that's what we signed on for. But now we need to vary that. We need we need to change that. And whether you know, even if if it was state and federal government contracts, um, whether it's corrective services, whether it's Hunter Health, no matter what, if they look at spreading some of the life, for want of a better term, to a more locally purchased stuff, it could have a significant effect. I see the government promoting the buy from the bush and similar campaigns. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now why doesn't the government buy from the bush? I mean, that's probably the flip side. This is absolutely where I, I, would, I would say, surely at a point like this, when... You know, I did see uh, a great initiative that appears to have been gotten behind by the New South Wales government. Um, I saw something the other day where they were getting in behind and saying there's a registry where businesses yeah, yeah. that was put up yeah. by government to yeah. say get onto this yeah. registry and we'll put forward the, to give this information to city-based buyers yeah. and they'll be able to buy from you. I'm saying take a quick look in the mirror and see what you can do exactly mm. to your point, Tim. Yeah. That is the Buy Regional Hub for our listeners. Uh, it's just recently started and it's mainly targeting this Christmas period and it's going to make a register and make that available for everyone in the city looking at six different categories. They're only looking at that for Christmas. So hopefully off it's the back of that, they jack, can isn't it? push... I mean, well, seven categories is yeah. a bit of a joke for Christmas. It's great for Christmas, but it's a bit of a joke that if they've got the idea there, how far is a piece of string in terms of where they can take it? And it... it, it it is, it's a starting point. I was speaking to a lady in Nundal this morning who runs a shop and she jumped on board with that campaign and in the first week she had a thousand extra hits on her website. Mm. So it is having an impact. Yeah. It is helping our local community and it is a fantastic idea. Uh, and I think the thing that we're missing is, look, we are in a, a bloody tough time at the moment. We are doing it tough. And these ideas are to help us in these tough times, but it doesn't have to be restricted to that. No. If we have a contract for three years and we're out of a drought in three years, fingers crossed, mm. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't still be looking at these options. Just because times get better, we should still be looking at investing in Tamworth and and helping people realise that if we stick to our locals and investing in this region, we can prosper and grow and help everyone together. See, there's a whole opportunity around this, and it probably doesn't apply so much to to people like James, but it may, is digital literacy and and the ability actually to partake in that uh, Mm. through websites and through the ability to uh, have 
orders go through to your phone if you're a single operator and, yep. and how you respond to those inquiries because you know the last thing we want is all of a sudden someone's got a website and they don't actually answer email for two days and people in the city want a response pretty much yeah. straight away yeah. and that's that's going to be the turning point on this is the response time it's not going to be about the ability to fill the order it's going to be about the response time it's a need it now society unfortunately and sam you probably have an interesting idea on this i, I feel in this day and age that's just needed uh you know you can't have a seat at the table unless you, you're ticking all those boxes and i always like to think that uber the taxi one did taxi not do anything for long enough that they yep. became sitting ducks and i just think in this Same day and age Kodak. you're not going to get a seat at the table unless you're all over that nowadays yeah you've got to change it and reinvent yourselves but i think you know it's about who plays the lead in that role obviously there is a need for that so where do we where do we see it sitting whose responsibility is it to initiate the change well, I mean, business itself. I mean, I, I guess if you're in it to, uh, if you're in business, you need to take responsibility for that. Mm. Um, but, but coming around to that, to, uh, just further to what you were saying, I can deliver uh, stock into Sydney much more easily than it can come from Sydney out to me. Yeah. To, 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 to say, well, if someone to hit me on my website and say, can I order X, Y, Z? Yeah. Uh, particularly if it was anywhere in the Western area, but. I mean, the strange example that I would give is I can I deliver into Dubbo every day. If I send from stock would come from Newcastle to Tamworth and get to Dubbo within two days. Mm. If I asked for that stock to go to Dubbo from Newcastle, it would go into Sydney and take three days to come out back out of that queue. So there's efficiencies that can be obtained by having uh, a business outside of those CBD areas, be it you know, be it technology, be it uh, or be it stock and things that people need and, and rely on every day so we're an intermodal hub i mean we're all aware of that sitting around this desk here now in this conversation um there's no reason why we can't enlarge on that um Tamworth can be a distribution hub mm-hmm. for the new england northwest which would be a very sensible thing Perfectly to do yep. and, and, and yep. it may be that that's the way it operates but you know there's an opportunity to, to bang on the door i guess is that can uh, can more should more be done to small to medium enterprises sam in your opinion, you know, two weeks in a job, but you've been doing, you've been around this space in other jobs for five, six years, so you can't run away from the question. <laughs> um, you know, we're looking after the farmers, which is fantastic, and so we should be. Yep. So we should be. They're small to medium enterprises, yeah? But, but what about the others? Yeah, and I think that's what, sort of what we've realised at the back, well, not the back end, but this deep into the drought. There's been so much support for our farmers, which is fantastic. They obviously desperately need it. But the small to medium businesses in towns are now suffering so much as well, and there hasn't been a lot of consideration given to them. There's, there's a lot of packages and a lot of support for our farmers, but that flow-on effect is now hitting the towns and the smaller medium businesses. And... Uh, we're only just now starting to realise how much of an impact that is having on these businesses and it's really time to pick up the slack and, and give them a bit of support, same as we've been giving to the farmers. On that, there can be a feel sometimes that you don't see huge amounts of action until you see the mass population start to mm. feel the burden. Will, when we say we need to act now for our, the next wave or ripple, which this drought effect's having, can we start to expect in the coming months when the prices are starting to hit the people in the city that that's when it might come to the doorstep of our politicians nationally that okay we've done our farmers a a good job and we're focusing on yes less widen our prospects do you think that will have an effect on that well i think the problem is and obviously it's easy to say from this seat but we're very reactive 
we wait until there's an issue and then we deal with it. Why aren't we being more proactive? Why aren't we looking at these issues ahead of time and going, right, these guys are being hit now. These guys are going to be hit in a couple of years or a couple of months. What can we do to soften that blow and assist them squeaky before wheel, we get to that point? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Squeaky gate, squeaky wheel. Yeah. Well, further to that, I, I would argue, I would ask, you know, how did we get to this point? And I and and without wanting to make it all about me, but if you don't mind, I've got the mic. Um, yep. Well, go ahead. Look, <laughs> so, get so ready to cut it, him I, off, Jack. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but I think you're quite right. Why have we waited until we've got a drought to suddenly go look around and say to to a lot of large businesses around town, or or semi-government or government organisations who um, get product, get services um, from somewhere? Mm. But over a period of time, have more and more said, let's get it from a big city area, let's get it from Sydney, let's get it from Melbourne, let's bypass what is locally available. One of the reasons is when you have a, a, a large organisation, you want some level of control. But if, can, I, can I give you a story, which is I had a, a group of aged care facilities who had one person, so they had five nursing aged care facilities. Um, they rang and said, we're thinking about not using you anymore. We're thinking about um, using one supplier, uh, a Melbourne-based supplier. The reason I want that to happen is because, can you believe, I have to deal with five different suppliers. Mm. I, I didn't say to him, I can't imagine the burden that you carry every day having to you know, <laughs> deal with all these five different people. I, I chose, and, and thankfully, we were able to maintain that relationship, and it's a fantastic one. But we have lost business for that reason, that someone in a city has decided, I don't want to have to deal mm. with a local provider. The staff love him or the, the service. The staff love the product. There's someone there all the time, but... I want to have control here in Sydney and mm-hmm. distribute everything from here. And by the way, they've probably offered me a couple of tickets to the box of the cricket. I just want to toss this in at the end of it. And you don't have to comment if you don't want to, and maybe we run out of time. But if we, um, you know, with state government contracts for employment, they have to have a, a quota for local employment or for mm-hmm. uh, Indigenous components. And, and I have no issue with that. Um, I think it's the right and fair way to be. Why can't we have purchased goods, source goods, 10% locally as well or whatever the percentage is? Maybe that solves the problem. Just a thought. Yeah. Gundawindi Council, whether it's official or unofficial, uh, I've named a name. We were told by Gundawindi Council, who we did do business with, that they were now under instructions to buy locally. And I could not be more supportive. So I totally understood when they said, "Sorry, we can't do business with you anymore. We're going to we there's a local supplier. We're going to deal with them." I thought, "Absolutely, bang on." Yeah, good on. Yeah, Um, we do good business with our local local council here. So I'm not suggesting in any way that um, that 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 we don't. but the, the point might be, yes, there's, there's more that could be done and there are too many controls in place. And some of this is just saying, well, I think there should be a greater level of trust in the people who do the procurement here. You've got a budget. You know what, how to manage it. You're a professional. I trust you to manage this the most appropriate way. We've got our audit processes in place to make sure that nothing can go astray. Run with it. Yeah, we can over-regulate sometimes. You can have fun with this one, mm. Sam. Business to business. Uh, business to the bush, 10% locally, whatever we can do. There's a there's one for you, mate. Two weeks into the job, yeah. a bit of a challenge <laughs> to pick up. New campaign, <laughs> let's get it running. Go back to your board and I go, that was that Tim Coates, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, and, and it'll just get buried under the... No, and no, I'm just joking, just uh, joking. No. Guys, we just need to know a little bit about you personally. Jack, um, you usually good for a question here? Yeah, we'll fly straight into it. So we'll, we'll firstly, all the hard questions over and done with. So hopefully you guys can sit a little <laughs> no, bit these, more... These are the sit hard questions. Relax a little bit. There you go. No, no, these are the hard ones. Yeah. <laughs> these are the ones that stump our politicians. So. 
bit of a warning there. We'll start with Tim's favourite, which is... That's Jack Howard, by the way. (laughs) Eve, you were to have a dinner party. Um, Invite yourself and three others, dead or alive. Who would they be and why? Sam, I'll go to you first. Uh, First one would have to be David Attenborough. I think the life he's lived is just unbelievable and I don't think there's anyone else in the world that has seen and experienced what he has. I'd I'd imagine his stories would be pretty unbelievable. Yep. Uh, Second would have to be Nelson Mandela. He's blown me off my feet his entire life. What he managed to do, what he went through, knocked my socks off. Uh, but, mate, I've got to fall back to my sporting heritage. Uh, I'd love to have someone like Johnny Eels or, or Richie McCaw or Muhammad Ali, someone of that calibre. I can explain I'd... to you, Rainsy, um, how they got beat the other week, eh? Oh, God, let's not talk about that. I knew I shouldn't have mentioned rugby. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you walked in, lived with your yeah. chin. James, for you? Look, top of the list would obviously be my wife. Um, Great answer. Uh, Don't go wrong. Yeah, yeah, Don't go throw wrong. us under the bus. Safe answer. Yeah. Safe answer is probably the better. Yeah, otherwise, we would be You could be a politician because yeah. a couple of politicians have led with that one. Kevin Anderson notably was uh, one. There we yeah. go. Um, I would have used uh, Nelson Mandela, but um, uh, I'll have to revert to the sporting, uh, sporting field as well. But I'll go with Dennis Lilly. And uh, if we're choosing someone dead, I'd probably go really dead. Say someone like Julius Caesar, perhaps. Yeah, really. Yeah, Try nice. him. He'd be interesting yeah. for a night. Yeah. Did you see yeah. it coming? Could be the question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> Put all the knives away. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you'd just be using forks for dinner, guys. Uh, music. Uh, we're in a music studio here. Obviously, um, favorite band, James, or, or artist. Well, um, they're, they're not quite dead yet, talking about people who might be dead, but not far off at uh, probably the Rolling Stones. Stones, yeah, well, mm. yeah, they look like they are. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing what they can to get there, yeah, yeah. or one or two. Oh, Keith, yeah, move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I cop a bit of flack for this, but my taste is a little bit older than I am. I'm a, uh, Eagles would probably be my number one I'd choice. I'd like to say Al Jolson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not that old. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've been fortunate enough to see the Eagles twice live, and they bl- they they're wonderful yeah. love them and I'll go Jack's question he pinched my question I'll go Jack's question um, at this dinner party you're feeding people it's your favourite meal what are you feeding them um, Sam man I'm a son of a beef exporter so it's got to be steak yeah, there you go <laughs> medium rare or how do you how do medium you have, rare there you go. Yeah. Yep. come on now I like his eggs over easy. <laughs> right. Well, uh, look, I might go for something just Italian, um, whether it's got beef, but certainly it's going to have pasta in it. Yeah, fantastic. Well, one, one of our uh, politicians went curried sausages, so nothing's <laughs> off the off the list here. Everything's okay, isn't it, Jack? <laughs> that, that's exactly it. Um, now, this will be my last one of these, so I want to throw those two questions over to Tim as well. Tim, we've heard you for 22 episodes. You surely have had enough time to think about it. Dead or alive, three people at your dinner party. Uh, a bloke called Pele. It's an Arandas de Nascimento, and uh, you can't get back at me at that. Famous Brazilian number 10. He would be absolutely be one. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody puts in Nelson Mandela, and the other one's Winston Churchill. Mm. Fantastic. Uh, just a, a broad cross-section of, of views, I think, and it'd be very entertaining. <laughs> very safe answer from Tim. He's he stolen most of your guys' answers and the others. So I say <laughs> he's taken 22 weeks just to work out the best answers, yeah. and he's used those. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for coming in. It's been a very interesting chat and uh, a lot of great ideas, and hopefully we get some int- uh, important listeners who might take a little bit of advice that could have potentially been given to them over the last 23 minutes. But it's a pleasure to have you here, and uh, thank you com- for coming into the 2TM studio. Thanks for having us. Thank you.
And Thanks, Tim, thank you so much for the last 22 weeks. It's been great fun. I'm sure that you'll continue to, to do some wonderful things. And I'm hoping one of the main reasons I'm doing this is so I can come back and we can switch places and you can do all the buttons and I'll chill out in the corner. How's that sound? Yeah, look, I'm too old to do the buttons. Apparently, JB and I are going to go forward and do this. And yep. um, he'll panel and not say much, which yep. is pretty much <laughs> your role, which is great. And uh, we'll, we'll, it'll be all be good. We'll do something. We might have you in. How's it, what's it like working on Christmas Day, Jack, or something like that? I'll enjoy it. Too old, too old to press the buttons, but you push a lot of buttons yeah. on this podcast, <laughs> don't you? Absolutely. Good at pushing the buttons. Always have been. Ask James Wallace. Uh, well, it's been an absolute pleasure. And to all our listeners, thank you very much for tuning in again. And speaking of thanks, a big thanks to Super Steel Tamworth for making that one available today. This is the 2TM News Podcast with Jack Howard and Tim Coates. Thanks to Super Steel. If it's happened in the news over the last week, you'll hear Jack and Tim discuss Discuss it right here on the 2TM News Podcast. Thanks to Super Steel Tamworth, providing quality steel products, excellent customer service, along with cutting, bundling and prompt delivery. There's steel and then there's Super Steel.